Welcome to the Galleria Podcast. Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to the Galleria Podcast. I'm back. I'm alive. <laughs> it, 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 it feels like weird because we're in the same room finally. Yeah, it's been what? How many months now? Three months? Galleria started, I don't know, two months ago, three months yeah, ago. So. Two. I'm back, I'm alive. Uh, we've got the one, the only, the OG Tony, as he's now nicknamed. <laughs> OG the OG Tony, who uh, was, was living with the OG Carl. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, hello, we've it's just, nice to be welcomed. We've just forced him into a podcast, so uh, he's not 100% down for it, but we've forced him into it. But hopefully, future episodes. The thing is, Carl is a Tony, Carl's gaff is a bit like a... Uh, a recording area, I guess. Now we're yeah. in a recording studio, and Tony lives here, so yeah. it's part of. He's uh, got no choice, essentially. Yeah, he's got no choice. <laughs> yeah, you guys need to go go easy on me. No, yeah, we'll we'll break you in. There, FYI, I won't speak about the podcast for a while, but Tony works for you. But we're not bringing that up futuristically because he still works there. But you are a film fan, so anybody who's listening to the podcast, you are a film fan. Yeah, yeah. So you know I what enjoy, you're talking about. I enjoy my films. He does. He's not like Samson, who gives everything a ten out of ten. So well, if you can appreciate shit films, yeah. you appreciate shit Well, yeah. But Tony, yeah, he's into his films. Yeah. I, I, he sat through the four hours and that is Justice League. I think that's right? it's a good introduction for Tony. I think you'll be received well. There's a lot of people who specifically messaged me t- today, actually, before we came and recorded this, that said, where's the podcast? And I think we spoke about it before, without bringing a future member on and just saying we're going to have regular members, I hopefully, fingers crossed, and this is me asking you, would say that in future episodes you'd come on. I, I hope that that happens. Yeah, yeah, more than one. There'll be episodes. He's saying that now because he's lying. You can't say that. There'll be episodes where it's just me and Ash, but then there'll be episodes where there's other people. Like, right, the problem with this new place is there's just going to be people here all the time. So Ash will turn up to do a podcast and there'll be someone over here. So, you know, you get. If they're boring, I'm not wearing them on that. <laughs> they're only totally <laughs> 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 The also way is the, the technical side of it is that we're all using one microphone for three of us. Yes. Um, so it will change. The audio, if I can work some Premiere Pro, mind it, the audio will change. Um, hopefully it sounds all right, but for the time being, for this episode, just to get one up to mention that Carl's here. Then. Yeah, we get, we've got a setup coming, but you've just got to give us some time, haven't they? You've already been moved in. How long have you been moved in? Week and a half. Yeah, about yeah. a week and a half. We ain't even got internet yet. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We've so, done a lot in a week and a half. No, it, say that. When I, I, I moved, well, I say I moved in, I, I turned up today and it is a vibe. There's a, it, you know, it's definitely coming. There's, yeah. there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential for, you say, making content. I walked into the living room and the size of the fucking telly <laughs> was like, right, okay. So. <laughs> That's I, it. You've got I, to have a movie TV. Well, I, they're both movie fans. I mentioned that there's an incredible deal on some, some surround sound, so that, I'll, I'll turn up next week or week after. That'll be fucking turning up. It's a payday buy. So there's there's some stuff in the way. Um, but we'll get swiftly on to some films, so everyone's not getting fucking bored. The introductions are done. What what I've watched. Well, what you can watch, I guess, over this, yeah. uh, this been, internet period. <laughs> we've been on, like, you know, when you find a DVD in the bottom of your bag or something, oh, well, that's all watch <laughs> something that happened today with me we were we'll get on to my films everybody on the internet has gone mad then about fucking Zack Snyder's Rusted League something I've not watched but you two have and we'll get into why I refuse to watch it um, I say refuse I might watch it in these four hour stints but what did you two think of it you watched it together didn't you we watched it together so it, it came out on my birthday happy so, birthday to call for everybody thank you um, but we went to a friend's house because I'd, I'd set up a movie night. I'd said, that's all, all I wanted to do was watch Justice League on my birthday. I didn't want to go up crazy. So we went round to my mates to watch it. Um, I enjoyed the film a lot. It's a lot better than what it originally were. My only gripe is that it does not need to be four hours long. And that's my, my problem with it too. What are you saying? Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. It, does, it doesn't need to be four hours no, long. But there's a lot of things that they, they could have stuck in the original film. That have just made it so much better. I think I, I said is that if it cha- if it would have changed parts and, and it were fucking like well like, when I FaceTime Carl this morning, I, I, I said the film for itself, like even not watching it, what they could have done or what's that side of I think should have done it. It would have been quite controversial to do it. We've not uploaded and not re-upload 
all the clips from the original cut and just upload his four acts of like things that yeah, he changed. changed. So all you'd have to do is watch the original and then that film wouldn't have been four hours long. It would have been, you know, two at max or like three hour max, whatever. So then you you could literally watch the original, sit down and then re-watch Zack Snyder's and get everything you've got from it. I kind of just understand why they didn't do it because then Zack Snyder, you could have literally, what, if, if no one's ever seen Justice League, you just watch Zack Snyder's Justice League yeah. and that's it. You don't have to watch the, the book. Either. That's the thing. Like my, so I was talking to my brother the other day and he'd not seen the original and he watched Zack Snyder straight off at bat. And I was like, the problem there is, is you're not getting the benefit of the Zack... If that makes sense, like... You don't understand. You don't know what's changed and what's not changed. I think the, the why we enjoyed it so much is because the first one was just terrible. I'm trying to think of what the, what the, the quote is. Isn't it like, you love me for your worst or you love me yeah, for your best? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. But I... It feels to me that film, mate, it just it literally got everything off a cutting room floor and chucked it all in. And they were like, even if there were a one second clip, he were like, put that in. And it didn't need that at all, in my opinion. Yeah, he just needed a lot of editing uh, to yeah. shut him down. But I guess why he did that is to, because all the characters that he brought in, they didn't have a backstory, so he gave them all a backstory. No, yeah. They, like, that film is kind of like they've all got their own mini mini movie, if that makes sense. Like, Cyborg is so much more fleshed out in that film than what he were in the other one. Where you see him for like 20 minutes, yeah. and then, and then you ju- he's just there. Like, he just not... turns up in the original, doesn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, just a Cyborg, and you're supposed to know who he is or why he's I, a Cyborg. I think the original probably counts on the fact that you are a superhero fan and that you can you know, recite stuff from comics and recite stuff from you know stuff you've seen online or whatever crossovers in like graphic novels or whatever and then expect you to understand that as like a film fan but I, I bet half the people who saw Justice League originally whether it be a th- you know a theatrical release or at home wouldn't have known who certain yeah, characters are yeah that's the problem isn't it because who were going to, is that why it got such bad reviews because people were going to watch it and didn't have a clue what was going off they were like who's I, you know, Marvel do it so well that they set up the character, so you don't need to be a comic book fan and all that jazz. Whereas that first Justice League film, like, here's Flash. I'm not going to tell you anything about him. I assume that you've watched the Flash TV show or you've read a Flash comic. Like, they just made assumptions for the original film, and it were, it, I don't know. It, the four hour long, in my opinion, though, bro, it were a. It were a task. So you watch it in full four hours, yeah. or did you watch uh, instance? No, we did a full four hour. I probably had two five minute breaks. That were it. But even still, for me to imagine watching that in a cinema or an IMAX, which we'll get onto in a second. But imagine having to like I don't know. I hate leaving the cinema. I even go for a piss. So yeah. if I've had a coke, like I will, I will physically wait until I've watched a full it's film because I won't miss anything. Coke, really? Did we? No. Really, that was the problem. I was like, I don't want to get up and miss, just, yeah, yeah, miss, miss something. something. So, but it, it, again, I, I genuinely, if you are into superhero films and stuff like that, like, it's such a great film. It's so much better than what it originally was. I just wish it had been cut down a little bit. Like, it doesn't need to be that long. So there's there's some people that I've seen online, and I, can, I guess I fall into that category. Some people have said they won't watch it just because of how hyped it is. And I get that completely. However, I think I will watch it, but I will watch it in a one-hour stint to where what Act 1 finishes, Act 2 starts. Just because, I think the longest film I watched was Gang of New York. And I watched that in the theatre, in, in, in Cineworld, and I think that was probably like three hours long, two, three hours long, something like that. That was the longest film I've ever watched. And I, and I, again, the gallery knows it, regular listeners know it, that I struggle to watch anything over like one hour, two hours. Well, yeah, I'm saying. If you, get, so if you get to one hour, like, I don't know, an hour and a half, I'm happy with. An hour, you know, and going towards two hours, and I'm thinking, right, either I really fucking enjoy this film, or I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I'm kind of getting bored. Yeah, I need, yeah, like, I either need to go for a toilet, or I'm getting a bit, you know, I can't I stand and watch and That's how I felt the Avengers Endgame, personally. I'm sat in cinema. I don't, yeah, like, I didn't watch it in cinema. But... And I'm like, this is, again, that I think, I don't know how run time for that, but it was probably about two and a half hours, close to three hours, I think, Endgame. And even at that, I was like, this is, that doesn't need to be there, this doesn't need to be here. Like with Zack Snyder's just like I was just looking at Tony then like even the slow mos like yeah, yeah, yeah. you take you take them out and what it's probably you save half an hour there <laughs> yeah yeah definitely like there's some there's some other bits as well that you get from the original film 
like you said before, where you could just quit it out. Yeah. And you didn't need to see that again. Because they're the parts that you were getting bored with, I found, yeah. you know. So re rewatchability. Re rewatchability. Rewatchability. Yeah. Rewatchability. Yeah. Rewatching the old stuff that's not that great, and you know how bad it is, but then you, you're trying to chug through it to get to the new stuff. And I mean, there's only one scene in that whole film that was actually like new footage that was sh shot for this that wasn't already there, and that's the nightmare scene. So, which is the best scene in the film, in my opinion. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And that's, a, uh, and that's that's the first scene that you see the new Joker in it. Well, I say new Joker, the new Joker compared to the old Justice League. Yeah, the old. Yeah. It's not the Suicide Squad shambles damaged. Thing However, I still did enjoy Suicide Squad. But it's, I enjoy <laughs> Suicide Squad, and I, I do hope Ooh, that this brings rough. out uh, what what the director of Suicide Squad called. Um, Apparently, they're trying to get him to do a director's cut now of his view of his version of Suicide Squad. Because Warner Brothers, for some reason, they had this mass thing where it were like, no, it needs to be this. I feel like they tame stuff too often, though. Warner Brothers are one of them like publishing houses and networks that I think really, really struggle to know that there's a there's a cult film following, whether that be theatrical people or you know DVD releases or whatever. That they just need to let sort of let go, and they'd gain a, a bigger, wider audience of people that will buy and watch their shit if you gave the director the complete vision that he had. Do, yeah. So, you, you you've hired this director for a reason, in my opinion. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. There's nothing wrong with following the Marvel suit. Do you know what I mean? It it, it feels to me like Warner Brothers have gone, oh, we can't do that because Marvel Goodbye, done that. it. And it's like no one's asking you to copy it, but stand by. Do you know what I mean? Like you've gone from. Man of Steel, which is a dark toned film, then you went to BBS, which is another dark toned film, and then all of a sudden Justice League is supposed to be all funny and light hearted, and which is not for me what DC characters are. No, and they're, they're very dark. Even in the comics, they're dark toned and stuff. Dark, like that. If not darker yeah. in the comics, like there's well, some obviously Silver Age, adult, stuff like that. there's adult nature. A lot, of, especially for the new Joker stuff that I read, well, I said like a couple of years ago now. The Joker stuff that I read gets really fucking yeah. dark. Even there's a new Harley Quinn comic, I think last year, the full set of like twenty two releases or something that's physically fucking dark yeah. and talks about abuse. Which I think, when you buy a DC company, you understand that. Yeah. It's fair to say that a younger audience watch Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, definitely. As like a superhero, like culture goes up, DC starts to get darker and darker. Yeah. And that's where you come into like independent stuff. Like I only collect now independent comics. So whether that's a horror comic or something that's a, uh, a comic that I've been reading, reading recently, it's called Plastic. I mean, the fucking cover is a head inside a plastic bag. Yeah. So like it starts to get darker and darker as I think like mature readers. You know, get yeah, older again. You, you do, like as a superhero fan as well, you do like that light-hearted stuff. I'm not going to, you know, Falcon Wind Soldier on Friday were absolutely incredible. But you're going into it with a different vibe. You, you, you know, know what you're watching. Yeah, you know, I know what yeah, I'm watching. Yeah. When I watch Falcon and Wind Soldier, I know I'm going to get that light-hearted superhero, the typical superhero film that Marvel have come to give. But when I went into Justice League, the new one, I knew that Zack Snyder were doing it and it was his vision and it was going to be very serious, very dark tone. And there are some jokes in there. That is one of the problems with it, to be fair. <laughs> the Flash's jokes just never land at all. There were never... In fact, Kyle, who I watched it with, he just kept going, ha! Funny that. Which uh, <laughs> I mean, Do you know what Ever, I mean? The, but they never landed in the original film either, in my opinion. And I think there were one that we all laughed at, weren't they? And we were like, Jesus Christ, one out of 50. You know? But... Yeah, again, my opinion is if you're into your superheroes stuff, get a chance, try it. Don't be all that uh, I'm not watching it because, uh, you know. The, the typical Twitter feed at the minute is Yeah. That. You should do what I do when I watch Lord of Rings and you, you've seen the Gollum side of things and you just fast forward it through the Gollum. Oh, man, I always <laughs> fast forward Lord of Rings. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, you know I, I've said for time that I've wanted to watch the extended cuts back to back. I've watched, most, I've watched extended cuts like on their own, standalone. But I've never done back to back. Never it's done a right task. Oh. It's such a what? task. That's a bit of a slow How many day. hours? What is it like three, it's four hours each, each one? Each one's like three. I think the last one's the longest. Yeah. I've, got the blue, I've, got the blue, I've got the Blu-ray, the gold case. The you have to set cuts. a full day aside to do it. Yeah, but you got to skip the golem. Yeah, I, I, I can't lie. No, no, no. I always, my thing with Lord of Rings is just, I always skip the boring scene. I yeah. like Gollum. 
I, like, I really like Gollum. People rave on about Lord of the Rings, and don't get me wrong, I do love Lord of the it's Rings. It's amazing. Like, but there are some shit parts in that. Like, that's not only because Tony's got Lego last hair. Yeah, got Legolas. You got Lush's locks. That's well, why I like it. I got I got a cross the other day between Aquaman and Fat Four. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I, would, I would say Fat Four. Fat Four. Fat Four. Thick Four. Thick Four. No, I can see the Aqu- if you had like Nigerian. No, it's not in the news. Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different. Nigerian Ashley. No, I said, what is it? New Zealand. New Zealand. If you have like the tribal tattoos, you might match it. I could do cosplay there. A budget version. Budget, yeah. A budget budget (laughs) Jason (laughs) Mabella. Are you filming that? You'd have a fucking. I don't like like melon ice cream. You know, if you went to to Aldi and instead of. Uh, Name brands. It was called like, instead of being called Aquaman, it's like. Man Aqua. Yeah, (laughs) Man Aqua. It's just Tony as a superhero. If I budget version. That would fucking work. There we go. I'd buy that figure. We need, need to put you on a fucking figure or a DVD case. You bang that right, easy. I love them budget. I'm Not bootleg. Bootleg yeah, characters. The, I remember seeing one. It was called Robert Cop. Robert. That's yeah, good. Robert Cop. And it's just a, it's just Robocop, but then he's got a full head out. On, in, in the figure and action collecting scene, there's, especially with like the, the community of that, I mean, on Instagram, the bootleg characters from the 70s, 80s, and 90s sell higher now yeah. than they did. Like, Palm World figures that you'd find in shitty charity shops sell now. But the, I guarantee you somewhere, somebody's found, B&M, for example, somebody's found a B&M figure that is completely bootleg, saved it for, like, four years and sold it for trickle money. Yeah, definitely. Because people are after that shit, the which bootleg is bad. stuff, like, there's them bootleg Star... I don't know if they actually are bootleg, but there's them bootleg Star Wars, um, Uncle... Uncle no. Ben, I know no, Luke's, yeah, yeah. Luke's dad and his mum, and it's just a, a skeleton. I think, burnt I think to ash in so, it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, uh, you know Luke's auntie and uncle that's looking after him yeah, on Tatooine. Yeah. Obviously, they get burned. Someone's made a—I don't know if it's bootleg or not—but someone's made a, a figure of it, and it's just a skeleton inside a box with loads of ashes. There's, there's a, there's, literally, there's a company called—I mean, cool. think it's called Killer Bootlegs—who does shit like that. Yeah. They'll take like—I um, don't know—the one I saw recently was something like Gollum's sperm or like yeah, Thor's spunk or something some like that. And he's done just a splattered case, yeah. in, and it, it will sell because it's like independent. Yeah, they did a Kevin Smith one. We should, we should get into fucking yeah, production. We should try just figure some random shit out. Mate, we fucking... Budget memo. We fucking, <laughs> fucking bang it. Imagine. Um, Tony man. <laughs> well, oh, my God. The next thing that we're going to move on to is shit we've watched while we've not been podcasting, which has probably been... It's probably been two weeks since we... No, about a week and a half now since we actually recorded an audio podcast. Yes. So there is an audio one up. It's been about two weeks since we recorded YouTube, about a week since we recorded video. Yeah. Uh, now this is just audio only. What all three of us, OG Tony, Carl, and Ash, all three of us, what have we actually watched? We've probably not watched anything the same because me and you have not really spoke for a week. No. So I, I, I mean, we both watched Cherry. I think. Have you watched Cherry? Watched Cherry. Did you watch Cherry? I skipped out on Cherry. So he's he's in not in loop with Cherry. So I think we should talk about that because Russo brothers. I was fairly excited for it. It got a lot of hate, and I understand why. But then I also think it's very stylized, and people and people hate on the stylized side of it. See, I loved that side of it. I loved how it was shot and the way it was shot. Theatrically, cinematography, yeah. it's fucking brilliant. Like, I'll, have to, I'll have to give it a watch because I love a bit of cinematography. I found Cherry harder to watch than Justice League, Ooh. personally. I think... I, so I, I was so excited for it. I, I think I enjoyed well. it. Like that's. I enjoyed it, but again, I just thought with Cherry, there were things that were... It went on for far too long, in my opinion. And I found myself, I paused that film so many times to do something else. Like, like I, I'd watch an hour and then I'd sit on TikTok for an hour and then I'd watch another 20 There is minutes. stuff that go. I mean, if you've not seen it already, again, spoiler warning, we're 20 minutes in, spoiler warning for anybody and spoiler warning for Tony that's not seen it. Um, there is huge signs of adult nature in there. And by I mean that, it's specifically drug usage. There's a lot oh, of drug yeah, use in there. definitely. However, I feel like you could cut probably a good 20, 30 minutes out of what is just, I'd describe as junk. It seems yeah. like there's a lot of filler stuff that kind of describes, you know, the story. And I guess the ex-veteran that falls down that trap, because it does happen, and I guess they were trying to highlight that, but the drug use in it was overly done, I think. Um, getting his, you know, his, uh, his significant other, his partner, introduced to drugs 
it kind of set the tone for the film, but I don't think you needed to fill out that fucking story as long as it were. For instance, like, there's, there's a scene where he's picking her up from school and they're getting hitched while her in the school park yeah. and like, she goes back to work. I don't think you need that. It didn't make sense. Like, I'm like, we understand that she is going to be a user already. So why do I need, you know, a 10 minute scene of them picking up from school? There were many of them scenes that were literally just, it felt like they were chucked in there to try and flesh something out, but it was too much. I, it's the same as the bank scenes, you know, where we were robbing the banks. I think you could have you could have had two. two, and then we know, yeah, we understand you know, that he's, he's doing it constantly, rather than I think they showed me like seven or eight bank scenes, and it's just like the rep, that repetition of it got a bit yeah, very you, quickly. Like, I found myself screwing on another bank scene, you know, and it. But saying that though, there were some of them that I really enjoyed, like the the one where they go in and. Or did you run off? The, the, yeah, and they make the guy go in with him. And yeah, he just he runs. Bottles, oh. he, do you know what? You, have you seen Fear and Logan in Las Vegas? Yes. Right, it gave, he gave me in that a huge... It's probably because of the bucket hat yeah, and the glasses. Yeah. It, like, it's a huge Johnny Depp vibe throughout yeah. that. Maybe that was a thing, I don't know. Maybe we'll get the Blu-ray and there'll be a, like a director's like, yeah. took commentary about it, I don't know. But that would have been a cool scene regardless. Did you get the fourth wall breaks? Because no. there were fucking loads, I found. I didn't see... I didn't, so the commentary, there's uh, one that stood out with me the most were that scene where he's saying, where he, he talks about, because he says hi, mum, or something to the cashier. Yeah. He basically is trying to say, oh, uh, like, don't be a dick to the cashier. He's talking to the camera. So his character, like, at the start of it, slow walks down. Everything's in slow motion. He's fourth wall breaking. So I, never really there's quite a few bits like that in the film, which, I mean, for example, Deadpool does it fucking brilliantly. Yeah. I don't think that it was, it was a stylistic, you know, artistic choice by Russell Brothers to fourth wall break. Personally, did it need it? No. Like, I think the story would have you know, gone on a lot better without that happening. Um, but it happened. It's a, it's a stylized choice, I do guess. You, do you think, then, so this was the Tom Hardy appreciation show. That's so the last, what, 11 episodes we've been talking about Cherry, pretty much. Every episode we've pretty much talked about Cherry. And we were like, is it going to be his Oscar-winning performance? I tweeted this and I got, I got a bit of backlash. So do you think it is? I don't. I don't think it'll get appreciated for what it is. We've not seen Chaos Walking yet. I don't think it's out yet, Chaos Walking. Where is it? I think it's out in America. 22nd. Yeah, it's out in America. So, somebody said, I watched a review online, and he might watch this or not, but I highly disagree. I got into a bit, you might have seen the gallery. We didn't get into a debate. I guess it is a debate. More of a conversation with a guy who said the film's absolutely trash. And now, if you've watched Galleria, and Tony and Carl knows this definitely, is that I appreciate everything for what it is. So there's even a film I'll mention later that I watched that's absolutely dog bollocksy horrible and people would have turned off. Now I enjoyed it and rated it because I, I think that someone's gone out there, created scripts, had a little bit of a budget and made something. So I can never give a film that's dog bollocks trash. Like I always, I can take something from a film no matter what. Is that not appreciation to their effort and not the film though? Yeah, but then I still think that even if I dick on their film, that I'm like, right, okay, so he's made something, so I can't give it zero stars because he's made something, so it's at least worth one. Like, that's where I sit on the fence. Oh, some, um, some people I'm fit different. exactly the same as Ash. See, I'm very opposite. Uh, I can appreciate that. shit, right? I, I appreciate the Avatar. No, I you know what I mean? No, but I appreciate that you've gone out and you've, you, you've done more than me. You've gone out and you've made a film and you've had an idea and you've put it to paper, but that still doesn't make your idea good. No, no, I'm not saying that, but like, I, can't, I couldn't give it a like, zero stars. There are people that went out and had an idea to blow Twin Towers up. It weren't a good idea, were it? Let's I mean, be honest. I mean, at this point, we're getting a little bit... No, that's what I'm saying. Like, not every idea is a good idea. And, and again, <laughs> people can appreciate things for different things. Me, though, I'm just going to tell you. If it's trash, bro, I'm telling you. But also, as, as, as we've said, people have said that to us before, I think that's what makes it work. That's what yeah, makes no, it that is, that's, yeah. that's what this podcast... And that's in life, what, that's what happens. You know what I mean? Like... You're going to get people that think stuff's amazing and then you're going to get the other side that think, well, that's just... because." I guess I'm, I guess the reason is I'm a bit more naive when it comes to film stuff because I'm like, I, I don't see how any film... This is this is me. I don't see how, how, how any film fan can say something's trash. Like, but that's just, how, that's just my view. I get it. Yeah, you know I, what get, I, mean? I get where you're coming from. Like, anyway, the, the conversation went, this, this fella was saying that the film was like... It was too funny. It had like elements that he thought were, you know, trash. For example, didn't enjoy. Um, I'm trying to think of time what the, the conversation was. See, but like, the comedy for me was kind of what kept it going a little bit. Like some of the, the comedy, like the, the big guy that he talks to in the 
in the bar yeah. that, he give, that gives him a lift home. I loved that scene because it was a bit more Smashing into the finger drive. Yeah, yeah, just a bit more light-hearted. Because the film's so serious all the way through, nearly. They like need them, that little line breaks. Them little line breaks, like you say, are just what get you back in, if that makes sense. Is I that why the fourth wall comes in, then? Maybe. Is that, is I that just why they're trying to do the fourth wall? So, I, I think the, the comment that he made was that the, the Twitter dispatch or dispute or whatever was that he was saying that it makes fun of PTSD, drug use and something else where I was like, hang on a minute, like, that's I not... It, I think it's trying to make him aware. I think that's yeah. the whole point. So of I, don't, I, don't think it, I don't think it takes the piss out of PTSD or takes the piss out of alcohol or, you know, drug use or misuse or whatever. I think it just highlights the fact that that still goes on in modern day society because yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm notoriously hating films that, that timestamp go from 90s, you know, up into the noughties, whatever, up into 2000s. I hate I refuse to watch shit like that. However, this did it really well. It showed his time yeah. period up until like future time, 2020. And I think that it works. It highlighted for me PTSD. And it highlighted oh, what shit goes on. And it was sections of his life as well. It weren't just 20 years later, you know, where you saw... Until he grows his moustache straight His moustache, moustache, his moustache <laughs> sitting out the window. Fair play to someone with appreciation for Again, the war of PTSD stuff with it, I appreciate what they were doing with it because, again, I've got family that are were in army and into war zones and things like that. So I appreciate that that is a thing. Obviously, my, my family don't suffer from that, but there's always going to be in the back of your mind what you've seen. And how do you deal with that? Drugs will probably be the number one. Yeah, yeah, no, it's an, a, an escape route. And maybe it's a little bit too, because you go back out there for number one. Yeah, and you, you keep... But I, my second gripe with the film was that the story was, again, the typical... Man loses girlfriend, man goes to war, man turns to drugs. You know, there are films, in my opinion, that did it a lot better. Maybe the writing process... I, I can agree on that. Maybe the writing process probably wasn't... So, and they so did the storyline were just lacking. It, it weren't lacking because it were interesting, but it was just... It's been done better in a shorter, more condensed time frame in different films, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, just think, I think it were too... What's the word? It was just too lengthy, in my opinion. Well, I, I just looked at a runtime then. Uh, two hours, 21. So it breaks Mr. Renshaw's uh, two hours, Barry. I yeah. didn't notice that. I think it's because I was so excited to watch it watch that it. I probably didn't notice that. Whereas I did. I, I mean, the fair reviews, quickly, just obviously off of a Google, Letterboxd it 2.1 out of 5, which is a fair rating. Uh, IMDb 6.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, the community trash, regardless if you use it or not, 36%, uh, and the metric at 44%. So the only one I disagree with uh, probably would be Rotten Tomatoes, because I yeah. think it's a little bit low for what I'd it is. I'd give it a three, at yeah. least. Three. I, I think on Letterboxd, I think I gave it a three. Most of the people I've watched it or seen watched it on my Instagram so gave it like a two a, point. So is that like a 70% or something like that? Three, yeah, 70%. It's about, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't, I, see, there is things wrong with it. and I think, But I wouldn't ever deter anybody away from watching it. No. I would say it's worth a watch and it is a good film. I didn't come away and go... <sighs> See, there was some shit that I wrote down and because I've had a beer, I probably can't remember it. There's, <laughs> there's some of that I wrote down about charity. I'll check my notes on my phone in, in a second, but there's something that I wrote down, I think it was on the lines of like the stylistic choice of the red which comes into, into play quite often. I feel like if I would have rewatched it, which I'm going to, and I probably will pick it up on Blu-ray, is that the red and the stylistic choice of certain colours and colour grades happened in integral moments of his yeah. life. I think that's fair to say. Um, I'd be. So, I am very interested to see if Russo brothers do a director's audio commentary. I hope they don't. They tend to do stuff to tell me about certain aspects that I missed. There is a few YouTubers that'll break shit down like that. Like the Russo brothers, mate. They always do. They always shoot their films incredibly, and that is one thing that you cannot take away from that film. Some of the shots are incredible, and some of, even the scenery shots that they do, like just from you know. Because you're not really doing much. Most of the film is just in a little town, you know. It's not. But the last scene, you know, where he's walking across the... The police go down the road and he's walking across the... Uh, oh, okay. It's such a yeah, cool yeah. shot. And I, he goes to take the, the drugs, drugs and gets his belt off yeah, and stuff. Yeah, such a cool shot. Because at first I thought, what's, what's happening here? And then, like... You start um, to see the boker, the, the cars coming down. Yeah, it's, so, it's shot so well. So, I'm looking at Letterboxd. I actually gave it a four-star. So I, did, I, I, got, I probably would have rated it a little bit high enough. I was probably still angry at this point that somebody tried to say yeah, it was... Mate, it's that whole, you've watched a film and you're going to get a rating to straight it. away. I did it, mate, I, Last Jedi, we know all know how I feel about Last Jedi. <laughs> I, came, I came out of that film and went, best film I've ever seen. 
And then I sat down and thought about it. I was like, oh, my God, that was shit. Because you're on that high from the film, so... Well, this is what I wrote about it. Feel free to tell me if I'm completely wrong or not. But I started out saying, please don't expect a thrilling review, because most of my reviews on Letterboxd aren't. They're normally like one-liners. Um, I started out wanting this to be Tom Holland's chant at an Oscar, which I'm still unsure is a fair assumption. Because I think... His agents probably booked him a lot of stuff. Um, we're very going to... Again, I'm not going to go into detail, but we, we, we touch on Galleria about it very often, that it's hard for a Marvel cinematic character, an actor, to break that bond of being just a Marvel character. Um, so it's very hard to distinguish if he's going to get anything you know, elsewhere from that. Cherry had everything I wanted from a crime slash drama, and that's what it is. It touches on all aspects of life and struggles... And, and, it struggles in all aspects of life and uh, and shows the struggles from PTSD to drug use, and it was all done in a stylized way. For me, it, what, it didn't feel laughable, as some reviews have also mentioned. Both Tom Holland and Cara Bravo's performance were great, and in some ways, Cara stole the limelight from Tom, which yeah. I think she did. There's, there's certain aspects that Cara, the female in the film, again, Tony not saw it, uh, the female of him, she did steal the... Her, her acting skills stole some limelight away from Tom that she was very, very good in this film. Yeah. Um, no, I I agree. She was amazing. But I ended it with, nevertheless, I really enjoyed Cherry and think the roof of did a fantastic job. No, so, yeah. I, again, like I said earlier, I, I recommend anybody watch it. In fact, I recommend you watch it as well, Tony. It is a cool little watch. It's just, again, a bit too lengthy for me. Two hours. So, so do you think that Tom didn't put his all into it, though? Could you say that? Like, I think he was good in it. He was very good. I think, I think it was poor Ryan. Yeah, I think it was the writing that was the, the problem. And the writing the most. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we're comfortable because he's done stuff with Russo's before. And he was just they, I think he only said they, they talk and they're, they're like his dad to the Yeah, episode. so he's just a bit too maybe comfortable on set. I bet if it were a Scorsese or something, they were on him constantly, you know, they need to, whereas Russo brothers might have been a bit more like... Lax. Yeah, Lenient. Yeah, that were fine kind of thing. And then, you know, he, obviously he's got other stuff in works. He's filming Spider-Man, he's filming Chaos Walking. They're probably all contradicting at the same time, so... I mean, just to just see what, what Chaos Walking is the same. Same, I, I'm... I would more, it's more my kind of film. Sci-fi stuff, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm more intrigued in that, so. Well, I'm, I'm actually actually David Ridley and, and Tom together. Yeah, two massive, does as yeah, well. Two so, massive you know. fucking actors. However, it's back on the same fucking subject that I said before. Do you take a Star Wars character, throw yeah. into something else, and no. then do you see her yeah, as, as not as Ray and as, as something else? Like That's, that's the problem we're going to get, isn't it? Like, I oh. can watch Chaos Walking and should just see her as Ray. <laughs> you know, because I don't actually have a problem. Well, for some reason, a lot of people have a problem with her as Ray, and I thought she would probably be I the know, best about the, the sequel. Tony, trilogy. what do you think about... Me and Carl have spoken about this, but what do you think about actors portraying themselves in different films as just themselves rather than a character from a Marvel Universe or a Star Wars Universe? I just think, like, overall, like, it's, it's very hard to do uh, to get other people to notice how you're portraying that character. Um, I think, like, going into a big role uh, is kind of crazy because then when you play that other role, which is a bit smaller maybe, or an independent film, that people just see you as the big character. Yeah, you, you're forever seen as, like, like you're saying. You just can't get, get over I that. It's just a bit of a, it, it, for me it feels like a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a like, you never got that from Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise, did you? You never watched, you never watched Tom Cruise and think, oh, he's just Mission Impossible like Tom Cruise. Like, no, but he did things before Mission Impossible, that was the problem. I, I, yeah, I guess but that's the problem. most of the roles he plays is Mission Impossible. It's very spy it's action him, yeah. films. It wasn't though, was it? Because, you know, he had stuff, Vanilla, Vanilla Sky, Sky, Cocktail, like, stuff like that. He would, you were kind of established before he went and did the Mission Impossible. You know, he established himself as a great actor. I guess everyone would put that in. Dylan Hall is a prime example. You know, he's done all this amazing stuff and then he was Mysterio. Then you don't just see him as Mysterio. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Do you know how are we going to go John Travolta? You don't yeah. see him just, for, just as Grease, do you? No, Danny no, no, Grease. No. You see him as, like, Pulp Fiction, you see him as, as like, a vigilante. And maybe that's hero. a way for actors to go, you know, establish yourself before you go and take this big role on. We, I think we're having a conversation like Idris, Idris Elba as well. Like you don't see him as Heimdall from you know he's done other things. Yeah. You know, I think he could play another character in the Marvel universe, and I'd be all right with it. Yeah. I think I think the, the the struggle that you get into, I think these actors, Daisy Ridley, as far as I'm concerned or aware, should I say, she was a, a waitress before she became Ray, yeah. and she just got picked up by this fucking big universe, plunked in the middle, and said, "You're the main you're character," right, and then that's it forever. You've never seen her as anything else before. 
So forever, she's going to be wrecked. We might be wrong. She might have been, as far as I know, she, I think she did some acting stuff, like stage acting. Or I don't think she's ever been like a main protagonist or character. Yeah. So I don't, it, I, I it should be fair she, in saying that. I think I saw some actually the other day where she was in something. She's in, that's it. She's in a film. Um, I can't, I don't know what the film is, but she, she did have a role before, but she plays. Yeah, she got to have some sort of portfolio, I guess. She were in a, a giant mascot outfit and she just, Right. Literally, she gets about three seconds, she takes her helmet off, and that's it. That's all you get. So, that's the only other thing I Yo- Younger career actors that are breaking into the industry, I think you shouldn't cast them as main characters, because realistically... In fact, it's not even cast them. The actor themselves... Actor themselves? Actor themselves should then realise that I am now for a... Maybe it's just us. Did, did, did <laughs> you... No, it won't be just us. Did, did you see Tom Holland as Spider-Man, though, in that film, Jerry? No, but I feel like if you wouldn't have, if you know Russo Brothers and then you know Tom Holland, you know Tom Holland only because he's been in a Marvel film. I don't think it's hard to say because you, we've all seen Spider Man. Like it's hard to say, oh, okay, I don't see him as Spider Man because I've only ever seen him as Spider Man up until this point. I only saw him as Spider Man personally. Did, did you own it? See, I've not watched it yet, so when I do watch it, I'll probably just Spider Man. Yeah, that's, that guy's I think that's the problem you always get. I think you should do other stuff first. Uh, what were it? But, Pompey, when uh, Jon Snow, the, the guy yeah, who plays Jon Snow. he'll forever be Jon Snow. Pompey yeah, yeah. were so bad Yeah, yeah and I was just like, Jon Snow. I was just thinking... R.I.P. Heath Ledger. And everything Heath Ledger's ever done, I only see him as Dark Knight now, I was joking. Like, yeah, okay. Even like a Night's Tale, for example, like what I film I really like, like, I only see him... Now, I look back, I don't look at him as like the main character or a character out of Night's Tale. I look at him and go, that's fucking joking. That's Heath Ledger. Like, yeah, I see him as thingy from 10 Things I Hate. <sighs> that was such a good film. But that, that's a problem. Now, but I, now I've now watched Joker. I only see him as Joker. Maybe it's a problem with film. Like film maybe, I, maybe it's your personal... Or whatever you saw him as first, you know. Yeah, yeah. because like, I, I watched Heath Ledger all the way through. Yeah, right? I think it's a different film. We're a bit older than you, and also and ten then, things I hate about you was a pretty big film. Maybe it's because I think maybe it's the fact that whenever you grow up watching something, you you associate you that character with that. that thing. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that's what we're getting to. Um, have you watched anything else? I have. Oh yeah, you just. And it's not about, Power Rangers. No, you just talked about Jared Leto. It's actually a pretty good. Uh, Move on because this one, not Jared Leto, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. The film that I watched has got Jared Leto in it. And I sent you the trailer that the little things with Denzel Washington and Rami Malik. I can't remember. I've probably not it's watched like it. It's like a crime thriller, serial killer film. Yeah, it came out the, this uh, year. It came out. Oh, this right, year. Okay, right. right. Uh, basically, Denzel Washington, he were an ex detective that failed a case that he could never solve. This case from three murdered girls and then. Obviously, this other girls start getting murdered, and he starts thinking it's the same person. Rami Malik's the new detective, and they team up to try and take him out. But Jared Leto is the bad guy in it, and he's absolutely incredible. It's the, I think I don't see Jared Leto just as Joker now. I think with these new characters and new new actors, I can distinguish. I think I appreciate Jared Leto now for an actor rather than just as playing Joker. Even though in this, however. Film, I think people who grew up with Suicide Squad will now when that's they watch... Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the problem. But that's the thing. Jared Leto, in this film, his character has got a very Joker vibe to him as well. And this this is weird because I watched this before um, I watched the Justice League. And I went, you know, if he used that in Justice League and just added a little bit of the Joker to it, it'd be sick. And it's exactly what he does. It's... His character is so sinister, but he's so like cocky at the same so time. So maybe it's a factor then that the personality trait of one individual, one actor, can only play a bad guy, only can play like portray a villain or something. Maybe the, would you ever see Jared Leto as a I don't know as like a Neo in Matrix? Well, isn't he playing? He plays in Dallas Buyers Club, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't he play yeah. Morbius as well? Into Morbius in the new Morbius film that's coming out this year. Oh, I do not know. I, I swear <laughs> that. <laughs> I swear that's Gerard. But that's what I was saying. Is it? Does that? Well, again, that's, he's a vampire though, so it's a bit of an evil kind of. Because I've never, I've, I, I don't remember a film. Again, back to like, no, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. I've never seen a film where I thought of other than probably like Fight Club, maybe off the top of my head, where I see it, an, an actor of that established career think, oh, okay, he's a bad guy. Because I don't think you get tainted. I'm sure somebody said this. It might be like an MCU film. 
that you get tainted as who plays Loki? What's his fucking name? Tom Huddleston. Tom, Tom Huddleston, whatever. Anyway, I'm sure I've read an interview somewhere that the character Loki has now, when he was out in public, people treat him as Loki. Yeah. As like a, a bad, a bit of skeevious, devious person out in like out in normal streets. And now he's forever gonna be known as that like that type of actor. Up until the series comes out, we, we might get a bit of a switch on his head, yeah. which I think we're gonna get. Um but yeah, I think that I don't th- I don't see Jared Leto ever now as not playing a character. Well, it'd be a very weird switch in his like acting career for him to, him to play like you know a, a non-villain or like somebody you know a more help. Dallas Buyers Club, for example, like a completely blank film out of my head. Um, but he, he wasn't really a villain in that. He plays I think, again another drug user. So yeah, he does, and, and that's the character he kind of plays in that the little things. But like I say, he is. I did check it, and he is uh, the main character for Morbius, not the Doctor. Michael Morbius. So he is playing the superhero role, but again, is I don't know too much about Morbius, but yeah, I know he's a vampire, so is it more of a anti-hero vibe? A blade of vibe. For, yeah, so, or a Venom kind of vibe that they're going for. So, because I believe that that's set in the Sony universe. So right. It makes sense. I think until you start seeing the actors play a different role, we can't really justify it. But he's done quite a lot. Like, I mean, I me that. personally, Gerard Leto is the lead singer of 30 Seconds to Mars. <laughs> but that's from my emo days when I were a young emo kid, you know. That's how I'll always see him. Fair play to him breaking out a lot, though. Every time I see Gerard Leto, I always think of... Got the shiny show. He has. And I was just about to say, he does the... What's the song where he's... Uh, oh fucking hell. I know it's talking about yeah, the, yeah. the music video is shining. shining. Yeah. That's that's what I always see him as whenever I see Gerard. I'd Lyle. love to know if that was his like his direction, his directing. Probably. Because I, I, I think he's in He's done a lot. He's done a lot of Kevin Smith now, he's done a lot of yeah. comic books, you know, yeah. Umbrella Academy. He, I mean he really enjoys like his comic books and stuff. Yeah, I imagine he's got quite a pop culture like background and culture. And that probably came from 30 Seconds for Mars. I imagine that's very similar. Like his growing up, I imagine he was a comic book fan, he was a film fan, so yeah. fair fucking play to him. Well, 30 Seconds to Mars, even the name yeah, says he's a bit super Yeah, it says he's yeah. a bit geeky, yeah. yeah. Well, I think. Well, well that, I'm going to say, jumping off the back of what whatever you're saying. Is that's that pretty it? much all I've watched, mate, unfortunately. Which I rewatched still- Sonic, if that helps. Somebody else watched Sonic. I saw somebody else watched Sonic. Yeah, I rewatched Sonic again. Two, it's two, two's been announced, hasn't it? With the yeah, two's been announced. I'm quite excited for number two. So am I. But I rewatched Sonic. If that helps at all, it is. Jim Carrey's in that film. That's about it. I mean, Jim does it, doesn't he? He just—it's Sonic's just a rip off, rip off of Detective Pikachu. It's just Nintendo ripping off. Say, Sega ripping off Nintendo. And it was that era where films were coming out. Can't say that. It is though. They did it back in eighties. They ripped off. Nintendo, they went, they've got a fat plumber, we need somewhere, they made Sonic. Then Detective Pikachu came out and did baller at box office, and then Sega like, let's jump on this. I tell you what, Detective Pikachu were pretty decent. It a good film. Yeah. Did you know, though, Sonic, you know when it pops up on screen, it's called the Sega Universe? I never noticed this. What, it's an acronym? Yeah, but as in, like, they're going for an MCU yeah, kind they're, they're of thing. Put in everything. <laughs> yeah, so... See, that kind of ruins, like... The but, vibe for me. Like, mate, I want a Streets of Rage film. That's what I was thinking. Because oh. it was like, it was called like Sega Movies Universe summer and like a Streets of Rage film would be so good. I'm trying to think what I owned on Sega. I mean, what, what, what Crazy you Taxi Mars PlayStation, I think. See, I thought it yeah. came on on um, no. oh, Dreamcast. Dreamcast. No, it were. Yeah. Was it, is Dreamcast a Sega product? Which one? Yeah. Yeah. Dreamcast. What, what game? Crazy, Crazy Taxi. Crazy Taxi. Oh, yeah, Dreamcast. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's yeah. Crazy Taxi film. Well, there is a taxi film, which is very, very much like Crazy Taxi. Yeah. Collateral, one of my favourite films. But a Streets of Rage film, I reckon that would work like no one's business. Do, do Does that work then? Do comic book action hero game films... Comic books sound different, so ignore I said that, but do game films work? No. You okay. Name, you name me a good game film. Apart what, from... It depends which one's coming Mortal out. Mortal Kombat. I guess it's game. No, right. <laughs> I like Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter. Street Fighter's terrible. <laughs> I like Mortal Kombat, but I am under no under, under any delusion that that film is good. I only like it because it's Mortal Kombat. But have you? When was the last time you watched a, a video game film and you were like, that were amazing? Did you watch Tekken? 
Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying <laughs> to think of something that I actually watched that I enjoyed that's a video game. The closest one that were okay is I watched recently, which were Monster Hunter, which we did a... Oh, yeah, we spoke I've not yeah, yeah. actually watched it. It was okay. Is it, it okay? It wasn't terrible. I was looking but at it the other day. It's not great either. <laughs> Assassin's Creed, terrible. Yeah, no, I th- I, oh, yeah, yeah. Th- again, it's back to the fucking same actor thing. I think that it, once you've established yourself in one career and one path, it's very hard then to move that into something else. Actually, I like Prince Persia. Prince Persia's terrible. I, I like that. Play the game, you never watch the film. I enjoyed That's that. a bad Jake Gyllenhaal film. <laughs> I, There's not many of them good parts. I enjoyed that film. Yeah, but you can enjoy it, but it still don't make it a good film. A good film. I mean, you can, did you, if, you loved, if you loved the film, uh, the game when you were growing up, like, that's why I loved the Mortal Kombat film, because I loved the game. And I associate the film with the game, you know, it's cool to see Scorpion on screen. It don't make him, the film good and the storyline good. I, rec- I, I think the new, I think, as far as I'm concerned, the new film is going to... Oh, no. Yeah. I, I think the new film will change that. I think this... I've said it many a times though with movies. I thought Assassin's Creed were going to change the whole way we looked at. What about the, Hitman? Did you watch that? Hitman was terrible as well. <laughs> but I thought Assassin's Creed. You know, when you saw the Assassin's Creed trailer, I went, "This is going to change the whole standpoint of video game movies," and it was shit. You know, it, that, that's, that, that that is the question then for viewers around, tweeters, Instagrammers, whatever. Is there a good video game film? I think there's going to be one that people uh, that people put in there, and it's going to be said quite a lot. Far Cry, because I know for a fact oh, I don't think I've watched they've it. done a Far I've Cry movie, but I know for a fact that that's got a cult following. Really? Yes. I thought Assassin's Creed pop up. See, I thought Assassin's Creed was terrible. I didn't enjoy. Oh, I, 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 I enjoyed the games up until like I enjoyed the old three sixty games. I didn't enjoy the new stuff. Yeah. Now the film it was all right, and it was fucking. It is what it is. Assassin's Creed. I don't. I don't think it was great. I think it was bad. But then I don't, I don't think it also did it justice to what the. What the TV, that, that's the thing. And I, another one people bring up is Resident Evil. So oh, well, that's a very good fucking point. Animation if, stuff. So. If the, well, not even the the, the, the live actions. Are pretty. If they weren't called Resident Evil, I'd enjoy them a lot more. It's the fact that you took something so beloved to me that I think works as the storyline works perfectly fine. Alice, I mean, we've got a, an old song in the UK that says this perfectly. Alice, who the fuck is Alice? <laughs> right? It's good job this is an R8 podcast. You <laughs> need to be there. What, you had so many female protagonists in the Resident Evil universe, you decided to go and just make someone. And do you know why? Because it's your wife, the director's wife. Well, well, well there's the entire the scoop with it, because I didn't know that. just ruined the whole... Like the Resident Evil, the the Resident Evil timelines just you, you, yeah it upsets me. And then what did he go and do? Oh, put a monster hunter as well. I'll ruin that for everybody. Mate, there's on the paycheck. That's what it is. Well, yeah, no, that's all she's doing. She's just going around getting where, what paychecks can I get by ruining that's fifty grand. Yeah. Oh, that's another video game I can ruin. What we on to next? I don't know. She'll be on, she'll be in Dead by Daylight next. That make a bangy film. I think Dead by Daylight, actually. The crossover, which works in a fucking a brilliant segue to one of the films I've watched, which is Freddy vs. Jason, which also... Did de- you watch that last podcast? I, yeah, I, say, I think that covers... The, I think I'm looking at my... From two weeks ago, yeah, I covers... Yeah, I would say but, you did. But regardless still, Freddy vs. Jason, I think it's a fucking banger crossover. It is a banger crossover. So Dead by Daylight as a film would work brilliantly. I think it would, personally. But then, but then I reckon... The, the reason I think... Um, is it Leatherface is not in Dead by Daylight? It's no, Jason. Jason's not in Dead by Daylight. Yeah. It's because the rights owned for the Jason game. Are on Friday the 13th, the game. Yes. Yeah. Now, I think that would struggle. Because then you're trying to cross over multiple characters in multiple universes. Yeah. I don't think a lot of these film guys would. Because then basically, you, you just create Freddy vs. Jason, but it's like the comics, Freddy vs. Jason versus Ash, Freddy vs. Jason yeah, versus Prism Head, versus else, Hellraiser. Yeah. Like, it's a, we're getting a bit too much... Versus, 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 aren't we? Maybe what they should do if they did a Day by Daylight film is use... Because they have original characters as well as, like, add-on characters, don't they? That are from movies and stuff like that. Maybe flesh their own characters out as, like, horror films and give them a proper backstory and things like that, like... Because they have their own killers that have never been... Dead by Daylight, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, that'd be cool. Which would be cool. You could... You know, like, Halloween tried to do it in the back, back in the day where they... 
they wanted it to be a different story each year that didn't involve Michael Myers every time. Then Maybe do something like that, yeah. Like a, like a Goosebumps kind of thing. Like so, each film is set about a different person. The same universe, but different... Different, yeah. Like no, 13 Ghosts, prime, prime so, example. So you get, for example, then you... I, I don't off the head remember any of the Dead by Dark characters, but... From playing it, for example, like I know there's a Japanese woman, like you'll get one episode, maybe one film a year in that same timeline. They make a bank why they like, make a bank out of doing that. You know, you know what actually wouldn't work? A TV show. Dead by However, Scream, the TV show, absolutely bombed. No, but you know so, what did did work and it it's kind of the same. Um Oh my god, what's it called? Hotel Hotel Transylvania. I'll have to come back to it. I'm trying to think what it was called. But each episode, each season was a different like vibe. Hey, that Netflix show does it fucking very well. What's it? Uh, Netflix show horror. Uh, Lady Gaga was in it. That's what I'm thinking of. What the fuck is that now? Oh my god. Lady Wait. Gaga. Basically, Black Mirror. No, no, no Black Mirror? it's not Black Mirror. Very similar vibe. Tony, Tony's looking like he knows it. Come TV on. show. I'm Googling I, it right now. I mean, my ex-girlfriend used to watch it a lot. American Horror Story. American Horror yeah. Story. There you go. But because that, that does a different... Each season is a completely different story, which all set in So the maybe American Horror Story needs to, need to get the rights for Dead by Daylight. Right, Daylight, because I think that'd work. You know? Or we need to get the rights for Dead by Daylight. <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> Let's stop palming it off to everybody else and let us make some money. We've said it before and said it again, the gallery is the, the forefront of coming up with these random ideas right. that, would, that would work well. If that ever happens, nah, that TV show... This is online before, like, so yeah, we know where it's going to work. Okay, so up, up until Cherry then, it looks like I've only... I don't think I've logged or watched, but I've watched more than this. But I watched Cherry and then two other films. And one of them was Today. So I don't think I've watched it much. So we've been lacking. Um, I think I've watched, been lacking big time. I, I, I have been watching nice I have been watching the Unlasted F1 fan. So I watched Strikes to Survive Season 3. You, you um, to watch that. Yeah, yeah, which is fucking brilliant. Like, I love F1 anyway. We, me and my missus... My friend said it. I should watch that. Draft to Survive is fucking fantastic. So I'm not allowed to ruin it anyway because... A lot. Of, I, it's a sport. We don't really bring sport onto here, whether it's fucking football or yeah. you no know, hockey or anything. So I'm not about to bring fucking politics with F1. But Drive to Survive season three is absolutely phenomenal. See, what Which we, Netflix original? That it, you know what you're yeah. getting from it, don't you? When it, that name's on the box, you buy a bo- you buy a can of Fosters. You know what you're getting. You get piss water. Like you know what you're getting. So you, you buy a Netflix original. You know what you're watching. It's a good. It's a good story. Cinematography is brilliant. It, it's done well. With move. We've just been, you know, after a day, you're knackered. So yeah, you don't want to fucking do anything. Man, you, you're just going to fall asleep straight away. So we've just been watching a bit of anime every night, so... And Carl's fucking... Well, I say Carl's. Carl and Tony's fucking a huge TV yeah. in the living room. Anime looks good on it. <laughs> yeah, anime does I, look good on I it. I said at the start of Pocket, we, we're getting to nearly an hour, so we, we, we're nearly finished, don't worry. But I said as soon as I walked in, the first thing I fucking noticed was the size of the te- which is awesome for a film fan, and especially a film critic and podcast, Yes, is that the telly is fucking huge, and it looks beautiful too. So... Well, uh, We'll have to get some setups in there. Going things come in, don't worry. There is there is some stuff coming with it. Um, we're going to finish it off then with one of my favourite favourite bookie films, which I watched today. I say favourite very lightheartedly. Um, Virus Shark. So, I, sounds like a game. Sounds so <laughs> the thing with it is, it was a Sharknado vibe, and I first saw the artwork, and I'll show everybody the artwork quickly in the room. Now, the artwork looks fucking brilliant. It is an incredible. No, to be fair, it does look good. Yeah, yeah. So when I mean, you first look at it, I'm like, holy shit, this film's going to be brilliant. But then you kind of watch it, and it looks like it's been shot on an iPhone 4S. So I, re- I struggle with the the acting's not very good. And I, I'm a huge, I say I'm a huge film fan when it comes to indie budget stuff. I really love independent film, and I love that somebody's gone out there and made a story. Back to what we said earlier on, I love that somebody's gone out there, created a story, put a bit of budget aside, and shot it and filmed it because everyone starts somewhere. I get yeah, that. Yeah. Now the guy who, who directed it, uh, Mark Polonia, I think I butchered that again. Um, I looked at his profile and it looks like he's directed a lot, and I mean a hell of a lot of like these independent budget films. Now. I believe that power in numbers, fair play, he might get picked up by a studio eventually. Trauma, for example, he might yeah, get something with trauma. But I feel like you also saturate your name by creating it's films so that much. are not very good. Yeah. Um, and now that's where it lies. I gave it a one star and it does get a, a 2.3 star overall. Essentially, it kind of plays on the fact of COVID and the shark. Um, a quick synopsis so everybody understands what we're going to be looking at. A, sh- a shark bite spreads a virus across the globe, turning the world upside down. So I think you can kind of get it. It's a very COVID vibe. Essentially, there's a a big like 
I don't know, a, a, a plantation or a, a science experiment happening underneath the water, which stops these like four or five people getting the virus compared to everybody else on Earth. Right. They're also getting killed by this virus that's very similar to COVID. Now, a lot of the reviews are like, this person is, you know, is playing too much on COVID, he's playing too much in the world, no epidemic. I think it's just a fucking film. We got the idea yeah. from COVID a virus. We're going to see plenty of films in the near oh, future mate, of COVID. People have already done it, you know. Yeah, people, I think we're going to see a lot of People doing it before COVID. Yeah. <laughs> well, 28, 28 days later, 28, yeah. there you go. But the review I gave for it, which sounds all very well, is fair play for somebody going out there and creating something. So I'm not about to totally dick on his film. Like That's just where I stand with it. I went into this blind not knowing that it was such a low-budget film, and to be fair, the poster's a fucking banger. Yeah, the so, poster is a banger, yeah, to be fair. The poster artwork is really good. Maybe he should have put more effort into his film and not his poster. Well, the, the thing I've seen from his directing stuff, all his posters are fucking brilliant. Well, he knows where to go. That's what you're in, that's that's it. That he's, you're in though. He's not doing the posters. Yeah. He's getting somebody else to do it. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we should get someone else to do his films. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little bit Sorry, pal. Oh. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not with a dick on it, but I went in with zero expectation and it's actually hilarious in parts there's one scene that I put on my Instagram so a cheeky little plug if you've not watched it and there's a guy like laying down he's been like bitten by a shark he's laying down he's woke up and he's like oh am I dreaming and he sees a character that he dislikes he's like oh I must be in a nightmare it's that weird little like yeah. things that I, I would fucking crackle into that shit so it's really low budget it's not done very well there is puppetry you can tell there's a scene where there's in a swimming pool and then this like weird an an animatronic shark that's not even CGI that's like a pet shark that just comes on the fucking screen <laughs> so it sets your expectations very well so fair play for someone's going out to doing it but I purposely oh, yeah. just gone He's just got up and got money to do that, though, isn't it? Well, no, I don't know. I mean, maybe he should. The thing is, though, maybe he should. This is just my opinion and a bit of advice. If you are listening, what's his name? Uh, Mark, I don't know, I said his name at the start. Mark Poloni. Mark Poloni. Maybe don't make as many films, save the money. Okay, what big film? A better film with the money, you know? I mean, we'll we'll use My Bloody Banjo for example, like. Save, save your money. The thing that Liam said to us, especially if you're going to create something, go out and create it, but not have zero expectations for it and yeah. go through the hardship to doing it. I feel like this guy just took a camera, got a script, got four or five actors and thought, fair play for somebody to doing it, but no, I'm no, like, yeah, right, you, you should have a bit more work. That should be your first film and then you should go, right, I'll give this one six months before I start filming it and I'll save the money. It, 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 rather than being... A theat- I guess it was a theatrical release. I watched it online. Whether it being like an online viewing, it should have been a YouTube video. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that kind of dicks on YouTube, but I'm like, it, it's for a free platform. There's no publishing rights. It should it have been is, a YouTube video. It is what it is, though. YouTube. It, it is <laughs> what it is. Anyone can make a film on YouTube. Tony, how did yes. you find your first podcast? We're pretty much, we've got nothing else to talk about, so we're at the end. But. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to be in more, basically. He's saying that because I'm slightly recording, but I'll ask him, I'll ask <laughs> him off camera. But yeah, either yeah. way, I think. I think the, it's different being in a room with somebody. Oh, yeah, it's very different. I'm like the guy in between. You know what I'm saying? Well, I like it. I think, I think the difference online is a very different thing. Yeah, oh, 100%. So when once we're able to get... I said before, my... We've, we've got something in the works. With the, I, I'm not going to put it out on the internet, but there's something in the works. What possibly could make this podcast go from zero to 100 real quick? Um, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Drake. Um, but... I, I much prefer being in person with films. No, so do well. I. Yeah. I've always preferred that kind of thing. So, so that, that's coming. YouTube, more YouTube stuff's coming. But again, for, for the time being, just until we get the internet sorted and, and car gets his area sorted, um, audio is the, the, unfortunately the way forward um, for some. So, yeah. Not long, though. It won't be long. Not long. In a week, we'll be sorted. Do we have any wise words? Oh, not this week. Don't move. Don't move. <laughs> don't move. Don't they say moving ass is the most stressful thing? Like. Oh, I've been it's... stressed off my face this last week. Is it um, when? That's why I don't. I've not really spoke to you. To be fair, for a week, I've not spoke to anyone. Oh, what, well, I guess so we've, we've all not watched anything. I started no. work again. When I say work, more work. Yeah, and then that's the problem. And all is, I've just moved in. I start work again soon, so it's, it's just no, balancing. I think, yeah. I think once we find, once you get back in the room with it and balance it, we'll understand where we're going from the future. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. on that note, uh, again, all socials at the Gallery Pod, Gallery Podcast. Tip, type it in your finders anyway, Spotify, Instagram, all the audio platforms, Facebook, we don't really do much on, but we're going to no, start doing more. Um, and then, fucking big things coming, Gallery Gaming, like we, we yes. wanted to smash things out on there. I know, we said this on last podcast, didn't we, that Gallery Gaming will come in. It's coming. It's and then I found an house and then it could have come, so, but it, it is happening, it is happening. So it'll be there in the future, and again, we're all massive game fans, especially 
everybody who comes on a podcast is going to evolve, unfortunately, around gaming. Tony's a gamer. I'm a gamer. We've got a few uh, guests who we know uh, IRL are also gamers. So mm-hmm. that's it. Seems like the, the easiest thing to do. Uh, and on that note, we shall uh, see you guys possibly. Ne- I'm saying possibly because we don't know this yet. Uh, next no, week. definitely. Next week. Definitely. definitely. Next week. 100% <laughs> definitely. Or else getting a, uh, a nasty email. Yeah. Or a letter. One of those. Plusnet. So he said that. But yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks yeah. for having me. Not like, excuse me, thanks for having me. For, he's yeah. totally yeah. 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 totally. What are your handles? handles. handles. Just in case anybody's listened to this before, what are your handles? Yeah, at. What did he follow you on Instagram? Oh, What's your Twitter? You use your Twitter, don't you? No, no, I don't even use Tony Finley on Instagram, I'm pretty sure. This is his new name, at OG Tony Gallery of Pop. There you go, that's his art. So, over and out. See you guys next week. Peace.